0: Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you listen to episode 220 of the Tree talk podcast. Myself, Jack Neville and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Another busy episode for us to get through. We obviously have the hurling last week and ladies football to, to talk through. And we have ladies football, camogie and the return of the senior footballers this weekend. And a special guest to start out the podcast. So stay tuned for all that and more.
1: Impression again, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go get it, and get no more about it. your mother send you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods I she you give you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods. Can you? He just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war Court today. No more about in the made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it. And that's it. No ifs, no buts. No in this game for
0: anybody. As I said there in the intro, we do have a special guest and I suppose you'll see in the top left corner this episode in association with the Cushion Un- Credits Union around West Limerick and we do have one of those members, Pa Rannan, a former Limerick footballer on today to talk to us. How are you keeping, Pa? Not too bad, lad. thanks for having me on. I suppose uh, since we last talked to you, there's been a, a change of career and uh, you might talk
2: us through that there with the, the question of Credit Union. Sorry, I just froze there.
0: How was that? Sorry. I was just saying, since we last spoke to you, there's yeah. been a, a change of career just with the, the question of Credit Union. How's that going for you?
2: Yeah, it's great. I'm just um, still in financial services, I suppose, but it's, it's very different with the Credit Union. Do you know, It's much more member-based and, and getting to know the locality and and, and supporting it that way. Like So still finding my feet here, getting to meet people. So, yeah, it's a really exciting job, though
0: i suppose we, we did bring you on to, to talk football and we'll get straight back into it and obviously in division two we've seen two games for limerick and there's a big one to come this weekend but first before we get into loud i suppose the main takings from derry in dublin
2: yeah um didn't see the Derry match um didn't make the trek up for once probably one of the first matches that i've missed um for a few years but just some people were at it i suppose it was look it was always going to be very very tough um, the toughest of starts, I know. Listening to you speaking about it in recent weeks, it wasn't going to be any tougher than Derry. Derry wait, to be honest, fifty minutes I was keeping an eye on the score. About fifty minutes, goodness, it. it was eight points to four. Limerick were after getting a couple of scores in a row, and you're like, okay, this is this is promising now that if you can keep it at this at this now, it's it's probably acceptable. But then when Derry reeled off the last, I think it was eight scores of the game, and, and sixteen points to four. It's kind of a wake-up call of of okay this is the big boys now and this is the level you're playing against if you're not on it every single kick out every single ball that this can happen um so while the result in wasn't that surprising i suppose you would have hoped the the scoreline would have been a bit closer together uh then i went to the double match like a lot of people i suppose first off isn't it brilliant that these are the teams Limerick are playing now i think that point shouldn't be missed that it's not taken for granted that you're playing against this level and this it's significant Limerick football playing in Division Two against the likes of Dublin and Derry is just a massive thing, and to see all the the supporters at the game last last Sunday or Sunday week ago, you now, um, quite a lot from Dublin. They brought a lot of colour with them, and um, football wise on the pitch, I suppose the first half was was um, a bit of a, again another wake up call to the level you're at. Um, if you're going to be honest with things, and I suppose we don't want to patronise lads because, look, we're always very positive about Limerick football and when they play well, and they have been playing so well over the last number of years. But And as good as Dublin were in that first half, they didn't miss a beat. I think Limerick will have to say as well that they didn't really turn up for, for that game. They made life easier for Dublin. There was a bit of a shooting practice for them. Silly turnovers when we in possession. Didn't do enough on no own kickouts. I suppose the physicality that Dublin brought, that takes a while to get used to as well. Um, so first 25 minutes, you're looking at the scoreboard and you're saying, Geez, this could be this could be anything. I suppose the promising part of that about the second half, Limerick beat Dublin in a competitive half of football by four points, which in and of itself is not something that should be brushed under the carpet. That's a, a fair statement to make. You'd hope now that it was something that they could build on. Um, you've got just coming back from injury, you making an appearance the last day, You've brian donovan who should be close enough to getting game time coming up to the next couple of games and it just makes a difference because you're losing you've lost josh ryan from the start of the year he's a big attacking threat in your forwards you're starting the year without hugh burke you're starting the year without brian donovan so scores are going to be always at a premium um but getting these lads back and finding scores from elsewhere are, are going to be very important going forward
0: yeah i think scoring was one of the big things that did improve from derry going into Dublin and- you talk about it there. There's you know, there's a couple of lads into the forward line. We have, you know, Paul Maher is operating up there, Killian Ryan has been up there, and Cahill Downs. Did you see I suppose you didn't see the first game but from the Munster League, the McGrath Cup to Dublin, did you see an improvement in the attacking play? Um well, I suppose yeah,
2: you couldn't the first half, the last day, you couldn't really see a huge improvement in it. Um, a big thing I suppose for Limerick is that and in division two you're going to have to make the most of the ball you get. You're not going to afford to be getting possession. It's hard got, very hard got, whether it's your own kick out or the opposition kick out. It's very hard got. So you really have to maximise your scoring opportunities. I suppose with Call, he missed the last day through injury. He's, he's a big presence in the full forward line. So I know against Derry, speaking to people who read it, there wasn't much opportunity to get the ball into him because Derry, quite defensive when they don't have the ball and, and they they make life quite difficult because you're going to be going up to play loud next Sunday, and that is exactly what they're going to do. Like they're going to flood their own half, they're going to push up on your kick out, they're going to kick their own kick out long and work off of breaks off of, off of that. So attacking wise, I suppose in the games today, while against Clark in the in the McGrath Cup final again under the cash for a lot of that but found ways to get goals i think goals would be a big thing for this group if we can get one or two because you could even see the last day when now it was fortuitous enough the goal against against um dublin but when it dropped to hugh he finished it very well like sold a dummy and finished it well you can see off of that that the rest of the team took huge that took huge amount of momentum off of it Do you know there was a buzz around afterwards a goal is worth so much I know last year the lads were putting up big scores in Division 3 points-wise, so they didn't need this, the, the the green flags as much, but you're just going to be playing against teams where you're not going to see as much as the ball, and you're going to have to maximise your scoring opportunities. So getting that ball in, again, it's hard to be Adrian Enright, who would have been half-forward last year. He's kind of finding himself in the full forward line now. He's getting used to it. You don't have your big target man like Josh. You're hoping maybe Cahill might be back the next day. Getting Hugh back is very important because he pulls the strings in that team. And to be honest, Brian Donovan was my player of the league last year for Limerick. He did an amount of unseen work. He kind of burst onto the scene the first match and got the two goals against Longford last year. Um, but he does so much work around the place, uh, both carrying and working off the ball. And if you can get someone like him, it's amazing when you put one or two extra pieces into a, into a forward line, how how much you can make and everyone else take that a little bit better.
0: Yeah, it would it would be interesting to see if Brian is back this weekend and Cahal. But... This weekend probably would have been, you know, penciled in at the start of the league. Obviously, you don't go to lose any games, and, and Limerick would have been confident going to Derry and welcoming Dublin. But in a, in a way, the league starts this weekend. Is is that fair to say?
2: Yeah. Look, have to be honest with these things, the first first two matches are going to, no matter how way, it would have been a massive upset to go up to Derry and get into. And Dublin at home is just it's you know, you couldn't see anything there. It was great to be so competitive in the second half. But yeah, like there's like mini groups in this league. Um, there's seems to be Dublin, Derry, and mead the way they're going, they're flying at the minute. that they seem to be the top three. You'd have thought Kildare would have been in that as well, but results would say maybe they're they're gonna be pulled into the other four or five. You've Claire Cork looked very impressive last week, um, having lost the opening match. And then you've allowed Limerick, who came up for Division Three, so they would always be. They would the two teams would look at each other as as these are the matches we have to win if we're going to stay in the division, you know. So allowed having lost to Clare very unluckily the first day out. I know Clare kicked a lot of wides, but they had that match won in injury time just to see it out, and they couldn't get over the line. And again, the last day above an RD, like they were they were ahead against Derry but three points into the second half, um, conceded goals and. Lost by three, and I suppose if we're looking for farm lines between the two, Derry put Limerick to the sword fairly easily um, a week previous. And then Loud, I know you're traveling, you're playing Derry away and Loud at Derry at home, but then Loud and Derry was much more competitive by the sounds of it. Um, and when you're playing your home games, I suppose you have that little bit of an advantage. And going up to Loud is never easy, it certainly won't be easy at, at the weekend. And both teams will be targeting it definitely. They've, they kind of know each other well at this stage. They played twice last year, one in UL, which Limerick would feel they let slip very much so in a windy day in UL. And then in the league final, for a lot of that game, Limerick looked like, not that they were comfortable, but that they had they to rend had themselves to win the game. And Lao just showed that they had kind of developed a lot. They have their system. They sit in. They counter-attack you. They did that against Derry to last week as well. So if you're not ready for for that kind of move it around or and try and force things against them and they catch you in the break you know you're going to be in trouble the next day limerick really need to mind the ball because there's few teams as well set up as mickey hart's teams and to be fair to them when they do break they break in numbers and that's how they got their goal against limerick in the league final you liam jackson getting up the field to score and he scored again last week so um i know kieran Byrne is out for the year he's a big last for him he scored four points in the league final last year and he's a he's a big last for, for the year for them but they still have Sam rye of Grimes, Tom Jackson, they're playing at home in front of their supporters. So it'll be a big ass for Limerick.
0: Um, I suppose you you won a share of promotions when you were playing with Limerick. The team that you went up with, which would be for loud for this Limerick team, did you kind of have that game targeted that you know that's one that you have to be winning, which would be the case for Limerick this weekend? Yeah, look, you
2: you would um, you would you wouldn't ever target it, but like to be honest every day you go as a player you're going out to 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 perform like so I, I as much as we're sitting here saying Dublin and Derry were were free swings I'm sure the players weren't thinking that way so the managements I'm sure would they they sit down and go okay we can we can we can go after these games now and these are the games we're really going to target now I don't know if that's what Ray Dempsey and his management have been doing but you would hope that they would have some tape now allowed you know that they've seen what they do um they're going to be the same as last last year i know they have had an issue with their goalkeeper in recent times you know so james Kelly, who was in goals last year hasn't really been in the panel yet this year for different reasons the goalkeeper who started their first game has now left the panel and they've got a, a peter mcstravick in goals last week who'd never played in goals before for his club or county um and seemingly has a massive kick of the ball so it sounds like louder going long on the kickouts it's an area that limerick and that haven't been that strong and they don't have the tommy childs anymore they don't have Derek trace either taking a break or, or moved on they don't have your john galvins you know your jim donovans so you can't grow these players overnight uh call downs maybe could do a job out there so it's something they'll have to deal with if they can get the thing is if they can get the kick out is massive in football and uh, we're talking about targeting games it's actually targeting the teams you're playing, what they do, what they do well, and what they what they what they use as their weapons, and Loud definitely use their weapon as their kick out. They're more than happy to kick it long. Goalkeeper has a big kick of the ball and work off of that and get scoring chances off it. But the reality is, if if Limerick can get in top there, they're the ones that are going to be doing the attacking. So while you, I know the question was about targeting wins, I think really Limerick could be looking at targeting areas against Loud where they can where they can make a
0: lovely Matt. I'll turn over to you for a minute.
3: Yeah, I agree totally there with, pa, with past fine summation of of, of of what has happened to date and where we're at. I suppose we, we we tend to forget very easily that, you know, the short spell of the transition from Division 4, four football to 2 football very, very short. And perhaps in terms of preparation and readiness for um, Division 2 football, maybe a, a, an extra year or two um, in, in Division 3 may have benefited. Paz right, and says um, um, that there couldn't be any realistic expectation of getting anything from the first two games. And I suppose when, when you, you you sat there, when the Limerick management sat down at the, the beginning of the year, first of all, um, the first goal was survival and consolidation. And um, any of that was unlikely come from the games against them um, either Derry or or, or Dublin. Like they the, the the fixture scheduling. Was very very unkind in many ways, but look, maybe it allows Limerick now to have sole focus on the on the, on the next five games, and yes, Lout is 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 one of the games um, that that you would focus on, um, you know, as possibly getting a win because you'll need a minimum of two wins, possibly three wins, to survive in the division. Now, our recent record against Lout is. Has, Am I right in saying that the last time we played Louth in Louth, Limerick won in Drogheda? You were, yeah, you were that, probably
2: would been, playing. that would
3: have it's been. yeah, would have
2: been. Yeah, I've happy memories of playing in Dromahada. It's the only time I ever scored goals. So I scored the last time we played. I was playing centre forward for my sins that year. So I got a goal and we won. Yeah, we stayed up the last day of the league. Um, well, was it back in two thousand, maybe fourteen or fifteen? One of those years, yeah, but it was always a tough We've place to, no to, to load, yes, yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's always a tough, t- a tough, a tough away trip to, to load. And they've always, do you know, what they have, they have brilliant footballers, they always have brilliant, actual good ballers, players that are willing to play football, uh, and they like to play football. Now, I suppose Mickey has brought a bit of defensive structure to what they do, a bit of structure to, to where they move, um. And they're coupling that in with their good football, and it's it's the reason why they've moved up the divisions and have, have been so competitive in championship and Division Two so far this year.
0: I have a a picture there of you scoring that goal, Pa. Yeah, oh, I remember yeah. it well. And there's Danny celebrating and Ian Ryan. But um, that's definitely my screen. It, <laughs> yeah, obviously it'll be it'll be a huge challenge for Limerick this weekend. And we've we've talked about that game in depth but before. Before you leave us, Pa. There's obviously a huge game for Limerick football tonight in the, the Sigerson Cup final, and I know you've done a share of work in UL with the football teams, and even though there's only a couple of lads on the squad, John Hayes has been starting regularly and Ronan McGillicott is the backup keeper, it, it's still all beneficial for Limerick football, especially with Declan Bruder in charge.
2: Yeah, and you've, you've Declan, you've um, Gerard Conner, if I may feel, is in the background there, uh, you've the two Levens who've been there with Declan for, for his time, I think it could be his fourth year in with UL, but yeah, look, we washed with Limerick players. You've John from St Kieran's, who I would hope that he would be brought into the senior setup as soon as the the Sigerson is finished, because his his line of development, even with with UL this year, he was not getting much game time at the start. Came on in games, scored a point. Came on another game, scored another point. Started the semi final, which shows the faith now that they have in him, because the standard of player that they have inside in the college is. very good um i suppose you mentioned about the freshers you get to see that when you're working with the first years and you will uh when i was in college knew something that they that they promoted too well or that they they pushed too hard that has changed has gone completely 180 now that is the college is very much promoting football. You can see by the standard of players who are coming through. I think Claire of seven involved in in the panel, which is very strong for for Colum collins and, and them. And look, it's brilliant when it's on your doorstep because you've so many limerick people going to college and you will and I know with the freshers you'll often have four or five limerick lads involved and you're just trying to I suppose expose them to the high standard of, of player that they're dealing with, the Kerry lads, the Cork lads, Mayo lads, Galway, you know they're from all over. And it's such a question raised recently, but the players really buy into it. Like they do, try and manage as much as possible with their counties, but they do treat the games and the trainings as seriously as they would as if they were with their counties. And the, we like the losses are felt as deep, the the wins are celebrated more nearly because you have the college outlets to go out afterwards. But yeah, the lads tonight have a great opportunity. I really, I really think they're in a strong position. They've come through, a t- they've come through some big matches. They lost the penalty shootout to T, t- U D. They had a big win above in Galway and in extra time. The last night against DCU, they got the goals. they're good to find the back in the net. And the thing they have is they don't rely on anyone. I know they had David Clifford last year, and it was such a, a big weapon to have. But they don't rely on one person. Kieran Downs is scoring. Aaron Griffin is scoring the last day. You've been McMahon. You've Paul Keaney from Leitrim, You've John scoring. You've McLaughlin from Mayo coming up from half-back. Like, so you've serious weapons. And look... UCC, anytime they're gonna be in a final, they're gonna be very hard beat, especially with Billy Morgan and the sidelines. You know, they'll have every every tactic and cue pool they can they can muster. But it's great for Limerick College. Like you said, you're not it's not a wash with Limerick people, but you've Ronan from Ungerate and you've John from St. Kieran's, and it's just fantastic. There aren't too many cigars and medals going around Limerick.
0: Yeah, there definitely is. But Pa, you've been very generous with your time there. I will let you go back to the rest of your lunch and a huge thank you to the Cushion Credit Union, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. So thank you, Pa. Thanks, lads. Nice to talk to you always. Back, back, Back just to the two of us there. I suppose um, we'll we'll keep going there, just a small bit on that Limerick football game with Loud and we did we did touch on it a share, but you know, it is very important you're playing a team that came up with you, you're playing a team that are on zero points and I know Kildare obviously have no points as well, but we do expect them to pick up points along the lines we spoke at length about the difficulties of, of going up to Loud, but you'd have faith in the slimmer team from the, the improvements from Terry to Dublin so far.
3: You would, you you, you definitely, de- de- definitely because like it, de- de- there's a certain amount of transition and bedding in period at this level. As I said, it's a huge transition Jack in the space of a couple of years from playing division four to playing division two. And, you know, as I said that a while ago, I, t- I, I think they might have benefit, benefited from an extra year, maybe in division three you know that's just my thinking on it but you know it it, you said at the outset that the campaign probably starts now and what you meant by that i'm sure is the survival and and consolidation campaign was starting and like it's 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 um sunday now is the first of two away games because the following week we go to cork um for a rematch of the mcgrath cup and then we have home games with Meath and Kildare, um, followed by a trip to Clare. So, um, you know, we spoke about the scheduling at the very start, Jack. And we spoke about um, being handed Derry and Dublin in the first two games. Like, it, it would look to me from this remove that it might be a, um, a battle at the very bottom of one surviving from Limerick, Clare and Louth. And unfortunately, we've been handed away games to bottom. And like um home home venue counts for something, certainly being in the familiar um setting of, of the T U S Gaelic crowns has to be some bit of an advantage. But look, the, the real business starts here on Sunday now, and um uh, it's it look, Jack, it's an almost win-must-win game at this stage.
0: Yeah, it, it look. It is must win, I think, at this stage. And you know, if you if you do win, it gives you that bit of comfort that you're you're going to. You know, Clare becomes a bit of a free hit, knowing that you do have Meade and Kildare to come. Now, it isn't obviously you want to be winning all these games. Claire, we beat in the Munster Championship last year. You know, I I don't know when the last time we beat Mead or or Kildare was, but it just gets them off the board. They're they're gone from zero points. They're they've won a Division Two game. You said about. Maybe a year extra would be beneficial, but this is where we are now, and we saw yeah, the yeah, how long we, we, they were in Division we've just 2 just got for... to
3: confront it, and of course, another thing that makes it difficult as well, Jack, when you're talking in terms of survival and 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 um, consolidation, is is the fact that there's two up and two down. Like if, yeah. if if there were only if there was only one relegation place, you'd be saying to yourself, "God I could win a football match and survive," you know. But that is not the case, you i think it's, i think it's um, fairer
0: that way that you know you have more you have more room for change and more room for
3: absolutely, for absolutely. if, if, I, I
0: if that was the case because sure we have the
3: beneficiaries of it coming up if
0: you like but um, yeah yeah 100 that's what i was going to say yeah. we didn't we didn't win the league finals so um yeah oh. look it's it's a huge game um this weekend in rd um we, we spoke about it at length so we will move on we'll stay with football and just briefly and under 20s matt I suppose Shane Kelly named his first side. We got the squad maybe three weeks ago, named his first side um for Saturday's game against Tipperary. Got the job done. Um a lot of a lot of good players coming through. Um it's a nice team. The championship doesn't start till April, but the Liam O'Connor Cup it is a great um ground, you know that they have Claire as well. They've cleared this weekend. The two of them are going to be in Munster with Limerick now. They do have Waterford, so they might never meet them, but it's important that if the seniors are winning, that the twenties are winning, that the, the minor team are winning, that you know they get this, I suppose, momentum from underage. And the academy is what it is there for and the twenties do seem to be coming through more regularly, I think, since the academy came in.
3: Yeah, I thought you'd be chefing about it, Jack, but uh accepting David O'Shaughnessy he scored one six of them two eight. Keep it quiet, keep it quiet. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, seen... did,
3: you know, you're, you're right in what you're saying that that um, it, it, it's absolutely ideal preparation for the championship um, because normally um, without that competition, um, uh, counties would be scrounging around looking for challenge games and possibly looking to play college teams and this, that and the other thing because there are so many counties. Looking for challenge games at this stage. that At this stage of the year, usually that, that they are very scarce. So this this fills a void, and it, it is ideal preparation. Just to put it into context, um, Limerick are in the same group as Tipperary, Clare, and Offaly. Now they have beaten Tipperary, and they go to Quilty on Saturday, um, for round two to play Offaly. or sorry to play Clare where a win would virtually guarantee him a place in the final. It would go a long, long way towards it. Now, you must remember and uh, about this Liam O'Connor Cup. The All-Ireland Champions came out of the O'Connor Cup two years ago. When Offaly won the All-Ireland Under-21. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's... What I'm saying is it's a decent, decent competition. And um, yeah. Limerick have... Right, they got off to an off to an ideal start. Hopefully, they can build on it on on, on um on Saturday. It's on Saturday at one o'clock in Quilty, and and um, where you know back to back wins would put them in a very very strong position um, to be involved in the final.
0: Yeah, of course, and you need to be getting the finals at this level. We saw the the miners two years ago or three years ago, even at this stage, got to minor football final against Cork. A couple of them, them lads are coming through. Um, Craig McGuinness, I think is his name, McKinns maybe, in goals. Yeah, Dara Murray is another one. Emmett Richter, we've seen what he's done with Newcastle. You know, these kind of players are coming through and, and getting the finals will give them ex- that exposure that hopefully that when they get to senior, they'll be used to occasions like a Munster final. But the best look to, to Shane Kelly and his team and the best look to Ray MC and his team the following day, hopefully yeah. it'll be two from two. For Limerick this weekend. Moving on to the Hurling Matt, Um, And it would have been. I think it's fair to say. There was huge excitement. Uh, around even Limerick City on Saturday evening. For the arrival of Clare. Last year we obviously had that epic saga. Of the draw on the league. The draw on the Munster round robin. Technically a draw in the Munster final. And Limerick win an extra time. And it seemed to be going towards a collision course. Not Ireland final. Obviously Kilkenny had something to say about that. But we didn't get the game we were expecting at all in uh, in the Gaelic Crowns on Saturday night. Limerick were very good, and Clare were very poor. I think it's fair to say um, never really raised the gallop against Limerick. Mihal Huland scored after 15 seconds, um, and Grodd Hegarty, Keane Lynch, and Kyle Hayes added to that shortly after, and Clare never, never came within touching distance. It was only six points in the end, but it was a six-point rubbing lack.
3: Oh, it was a six point drubbing and, and um, like I, I, I think the message that I took out of it anyway, are, you know, was that how much further down the road Limerick are in terms of preparation at this stage this year than they were possibly last year or the year before. And, okay. um, um, you know, all right. It, it, it was probably simplistic to say that Limerick were at their best and Claire didn't show up at all. Um, like, and, and we were hoping, we were hoping, um, that we would get something akin to last year's Munster final. And, um, uh, but you, you must remember that, that after the Munster final, um, uh, Claire went off track a small bit, um, struggling to get over Wexford and then had that, that, um, that, you know, that semi-final defeat to Kilkenny. And you just wonder to what degree have they recovered. All right, um, there are two main players, uh, two of their main players, um, Tony Kelly and and um John Conlon were missing, but Limerick were missing seven all-stars, Jack. Yeah. yeah I, I hear this 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 narrative peddled all over the place. Oh, uh, Claire were without Kelly and Conlan. Limerick were without seven all-stars, and they were down nine all-stars before the game finished. So, you know,
0: yeah, on, on that point, um, I, I think Tony Kelly's impact on Claire, I don't think you can quantify that. Now, I think Keen Lynch is as good as him, I think Kyle Hayes is nearly as good as him. You know, there's a lot of players that are as good as Tony Kelly, but I think when he's on the field, Claire operate different, if you get me. He just seems to give him that huge vote of confidence. But conversely, like, I'd rather the seven all stars than Tony Kelly. Every day of the week, you know what I mean. Yeah, and but,
3: you know, I'm not really very confident. Well he, he, his his free taking wasn't missed for the simple reason that Ed McCartney was unerring in that regard.
0: Oh yeah, no, I don't think free taking. We're just going to show
3: you that there will be extra potency in Claire now that the, the, the level of dependency that was on 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 um on Tony Kelly to get the scores for Claire that will be shared out this year because Aiden in in around and possibly Peter Duggan might recapture his best form. So, um, Mac
0: Rogers, well, Rob Mounsey, they do they do have good players. Claire. I I think that's that's fair to Mark, say. And for-
3: Rogers and these boys, they're they're, they're, they're good players. Dermot Ryan, uh, very very good players. David Fitzgerald, you know, very very good players. But um, have they enough of them? Is the big question. Yeah, like, and, um, it, 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 you know, and this, this this thing has been beaten to death, but it is a fact, and we just can't lose sight of it. Limerick won the All Ireland in 2022 without Keane Lynch and Peter Casey.
0: I was going to say it like Claire, Claire having the chance of winning a, a Munster, even without Tony Kelly and John Conlon, and that's no disrespect to to Claire. I don't think you know a lot of teams, if they're missing Kilkenny, wouldn't have got to the final. Mm-hmm without TJ Reid. There's a lot of teams in that boat, but Limerick, just the sheer strength and depth means, you know, you lose a two-time hurler of the year, and obviously there's a blow, but you have a player like Kyle Hayes that can just shift into 11 and do a different kind of job there would equally effective. And Limerick, the, the luxury that, you know, John Kiley has at his disposal, the, the quality of player they have, you know, it's it's true that academy that we mentioned earlier, but for me personally, Mial Hooligan and Adam English, were the standouts on saturday night you know mihal started as he means to go on as i said he scored inside 15 seconds he had three from play as well inside 15 minutes i know he went on to the freeze and he nailed those as well but it wasn't 12 freeze you know aiden mccarthy scored i think the bones 11 or 12 freeze but mihal was getting them from play as well and he was filling the boots of tom morrissey which aren't easy filled and then Adam English came in after nine minutes. You know, he'd played an hour two days previously for UL. His first appearance for UL all year. He had started against Cork the previous week, but he showed no no ill effects of those games. And we were talking off air about the run for the goal, not only the run, but the pass afterwards. But for me, those two boys definitely stood out
3: i should look it' i get back to the past the run was absolutely magnificent it to a certain degree it opened up again in front of him and he absolutely maximized it with the pace that he got into the with the off jack um this this guy is only out of on the rage and like the, the the normal tendency would be for that would be to have a blast themselves but he he spotted duna Dali, and and is. um finish was was clinical. But I, I want to get back to Michal Houlihan for a while, Jack. Um, just briefly anyway. Michal Houlihan was one of the reasons till Malik were county champions in 2021, if you recall. He yeah, he, he had an absolutely magnificent year himself and and um, Oshin O'Reilly and Robbie Handy were probably the, the the three players that really stood up that year and he was, he was absolutely outstanding. Now his form dipped in 2022, but it dipped for a reason that he was carrying a niggling injury all the year. And uh, that was shown in his, display, his displays for Kilmalek as well. But now he's back, now he's back to, to full fitness. Plus the fact, Jack, it wasn't in the script that he would be taking the freeze. It was when David Reedy had, had to come off and he had to take over the free-taking. I I, I would imagine that David Reedy, if David Reedy was on the field, Michal Hulahan wouldn't be taking the freeze. But Jack, the, the level of maturity he showed in stepping up to the freeze and landing at him and four from play, absolutely f- phenomenal. But you you, you talk about Keane Lynch and... and um, and Peter Casey uh, I should look. It was marvellous to see both of them starting, and and you know, in many ways, because as if they were never aware the way they performed. But you 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 add in um, Adam English, you add in Mihal Hulan, you add in Colin Coughlin, and we haven't spoken at all about Shane O'Brien.
0: Yeah, I know you wanted to touch on Shane O'Brien because you said Adam English is only just out of. Minor two years ago, Shane O'Brien was minor last year. In fairness, it's it's crazy to see what he's doing. But we we spoke at length about um, Shane O'Brien the last week, so I don't want to talk about his play on the field. And I I want to bring up an issue that are we going to get to a scenario in April where Shane O'Brien and Adam English have played senior championship, and they can play under twenties for Limerick, and it, it could be the cause of Limerick missing out because. If Carl O'Neill played last year and not Iron Final, Limerick would have won the 20th final, you know. There's no doubt about that. Are we gonna have that scenario with Adam English and Shane O'Brien?
3: A possibility, Jack. A possibility from what, what we've seen. But um they, they've seamlessly made the transition to to, to, to senior hurling, does does as as they showed last last um last Saturday evening. Uh, I, I've been saying all the time that um that um, the transition would be easy for Shane O'Brien in terms of physicality. Um, that that he has he has the physicality, but by God he has some suite of hurling skills as well, Jack.
0: Oh yeah, and I think and, he as well, uh, like,
3: he, he's he's a pure nuisance to any defense. Pure <laughs> he's nuisance. A brilliant hand. To yeah, he's absolutely.
0: Exceptional hand. And he's so well able to use his body to shield his men and just, he, it's so often he gets the ball, maybe knee height. He's just using his body, the shoulder and weight, gets into the into the hand. And I think he was fouled for four or five frees as well. So that's not showing, you know, you look at the scoreboard afterwards and you say Shane O'Brien got two points, you know, it's good going from a corner forward, but if could get more, you know, if, if he wasn't fouled, he could have got five or six. Um, Adam yeah. English got two from, from midfield as well, you know, after playing a, um, an hour for UL and scoring five points in that game. But, I just don't, really don't want it. there going to be a scenario... In,
3: in the Premiership, <laughs> but, Jack, those for, for um, Shane O'Brien would probably go down as assist.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> in fantasy football, if you score for a free kick, whoever wins it like gets an assist. But look, it, it's still a crucial role because um, frees have to be scored, but they also have to be won in the first place. But I just wanted to make the point that I would hate to see it come two months' time that those boys are burned or... John Kiley might restrict using them because they're so key to the twenties. Just get it sorted before before the championship comes around because we certainly we can't be dealing with it again two years in a row and, and wondering what if, because it's not fair to the players and it's not fair to the to the management teams and all organizers. Um on the, the game we itself and
3: before la- you go away from that, there was such a there was such a who shall about that last year. And not just in Limerick, but nationally. And to think that the authorities have sat and done nothing about it.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll begin. They've getting...
3: they're sat on their hands on a very anomalous situation. But of course they they, they they're sat in their hands, of course, with Kilmer Code and the Dlin as well. So, you know.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, we'll have to be talking about authorities in a while when we get to get to a college situation. But Limerick and Clare, you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to talk about the game because Limerick were so good, but some of it was down to Clare being so bad, and I'm sure when they meet in the Gaelic crowns in the most Champions championship, it'll be a lot different. But the key taken for me is and, and you mentioned it straight away, the difference from Limerick to twelve months ago. Is is chalk and cheese, and it was never a case of talent because players don't don't go bad overnight. I think it might have been somewhere between motivation and you know coming back from a holiday, and they were probably doing a lot of hard work. They seem to be gearing up nicely for, for this league, and Galway Galway in two weeks' time, or I suppose ten days' time, will be will be an interesting one for for us, Matt. But we will we will it, move it, it, on. It, it,
3: it's it's very interesting. It'll be very yeah. interesting, Jack in that if were Limerick to win in Salt Hill, it would put him in probably pole position, and this is no disrespect to Westmeath and Wexford, put him in pole position for a league semi-final place.
0: Yeah, and there's, there's so many pros and cons to get into a league final now that it's so close to Munster, but Limerick have the strength and depth to... You know, play a second-string team in a league, in a league semi-final, a league final, and and assume that they're going to either do well, compete, win, maybe. So it'll be interesting to see the approach to Galway. We'll probably have eight or nine seven or eight in winning team, and then seven or eight lads on the fringes. And so far, so good from the fringe players. They've they've taken their opportunity with a plum and Long may that continue. Uh, talking about new players are taking their opportunity. With a plum, the Limerick ladies footballers made a two from two in the league over the weekend, and we had chatted about the difficulties of, of playing Wicklow and, and travelling to Wicklow and going to Balting Glass. But Limerick took it at their stride, three six to eight winners. Again, result rarely looked in doubt. Wicklow had a good spell before the half. They reduced it, I think, to two points, but um the goal. I think Clara Mara got the second goal, and O D got a goal, and Kathy Mee got a goal that they've definitely built on last year getting to the league final they look a really composed team and they're getting scores from all over the field I know at the midfield um Claramara and Roshi Ambrose got one four between them Katy Mee was back amongst the goals they've players popping up from all over the field and it certainly bodes well for Graham shine his team so far yeah and um the,
3: the, the one point that I, I I I would make um um you know, and um, I made a point uh, uh, talking to Graham in the week um, and I suppose it, it, it's borne out in the statistics, but bear it out. 1K8 was unchanged, Jack, for the two games. They have conceded 10 points between the two games, seven of which have come from freeze. Very, very interesting statistic in that, you know, they're, they're forming a very, very, very mean defense. Very, very mean defense. And it's a defense that hasn't um that hasn't Quaid al- al- yet, who who is closing in on a return, which will give certain uh, um certain op- extra options to Graham Shine. But Ivan Lee has been absolutely magnificent at at, at, at at fullback. The entire half the entire um uh, Fiona Bradshaw at cornerback, um newcomer from Ullah, absolutely fantastic. Leah Coughlin. Um, bedding in nicely at centre back. What about Debbie Murphy? Absolutely outstanding in 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 translating um, defence into attack and and um, and doing doing so with pace. Now he made five changes and they were from number nine to fifteen. And it, it'll just give you an idea. Now a couple of them were enforced in that Iris Kennelly and um, Chloe Brosnan and were available, so they will be back in the mix for for for. Um, um for Sunday. So and and we've seen in the past what Iris has, has brought to the table. And um it uh, looks as if he's going to have an abundance of riches up front. His has a, has built a solid defense. Roshin Ambrose absolutely magnificent at midfield. And um you know I think she has found her ideal partner in Claire O'Mara, who um, from St. who who I thought did excellently. Um, but there's so many options up front, Jack. Um uh, that 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 he's really really spoiled for choice and um the permutations going into Sunday, and it's on the ball garden on Sunday at two o'clock, Jack, are very simple. Win the football match and you're into the league semi-final. It's yeah. it's, it's 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 as simple as that. And um and people would say, Oh, sure. Look, they still have Derry to play. Yes, they have Derry to play, but there are two going into the semi-finals from the group and um Leitrim and Wicklow has to, have still to meet. They will be meeting in the final round in Baltimore. So, yeah, uh, um, you the know, permutation
0: it, is, is certainly simple, but to come away with a victory will be very difficult. And to, to put it into context, like it,
3: it, 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 it will Litrum be very, very been... difficult. And it, it, if you take a cursory look at it w- w- without probing into it, you'll see that Leitrim are top of the table after two games. They played, the played the bottom two. They played the bottom two.
0: Yeah, but so, a plus sixty-seven again, points I'm, I'm, difference. I'm,
3: you know, I'm, I'm slow about saying these things, but if you were looking at the competition from the outset, and you'd be saying to yourself, uh, "This is two out of three: Limerick, Wicklow, and Leitrim." Now that Limerick have got the win over Wicklow, they certainly are in pole. It's look. It's in their hands, Jack, to qualify for the semi-final. Their destiny yeah. is in their own hands.
0: Oh, it's, it's in their own hands, all right. But they will, they will face. Um, okay, I suppose it looks like they'll face a step up in a in opponent. You know, Leitrim are big winners over Derry five fifteen to one two. Big winners over Kilkenny seven twenty six to five. There is the caveat that they are what looks on paper definitely the weaker of the sides, but. You're talking about Limerick's defence there. It'll definitely get its test uh, this Sunday in the bog garden. But, you know, it it'll really like, show...
3: And, and um, it, for the second week running, and this is one of the vagaries of of, of of the ladies' football, and I don't know what can be done about it, but they're, 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 playing, they're playing a team um, that play that championship at intermediate level. Now last week yeah. it was Wicklow who who got to the All Ireland quarter final last year, and where they were beaten by the eventual champions Leash. Now Leitrim didn't didn't fare as well, didn't didn't come out of the group, and one of the defeats they suffered was at the hands of Wicklow. So if 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 you add up all the bits and bobs, and I suppose you you, you have to factor in, I suppose, um, uh, there's a new manager in there, Johnny Galaty, I think. A former for manager, manager, um, you know Limerick should be should be capable of beating Derry. I I I fancy Limerick to win. I think Jack.
0: Oh, they're they're definitely they're definitely capable, and you know it, it would give them comfort going to that last game with Derry that they would be in the league semi final. And there does seem to be an air of unfinished business from 2022 when they did get to the league final and they, they were beaten by Offley, but they've they've started perfectly. They're gone two from two. They couldn't have made a better start. So, um, please God that uh, Graham Shine and his team can t- continue this. Two o'clock on Sunday in the it will be streamed by the LGFA if you can't make that game. Um, sticking with w- women in sport and we'll move on to the Camogie. And the, the Limerick Camogie team get their campaign underway this weekend um, against Wexford. Um, you know, division division one b we had touched on the interest intricacies of it that they got relegated last year from one, but they're they're still in one, but it, it's one B, but they they have a share of familiar familiar teams in that, and and Wexford are certainly one of them, and they do have to, to travel to Wexford Park, um, John Lillis and his site. And we saw the squad, and there's there's a couple missing that we've become accustomed to, but you know, we do always seem to pick out a few gems every year in the Camogie. and after a below par 2022. I think it's fair to say. Now we did get to Northern Ireland quarter final, but the league was very disappointing. You've Antrim, down Wexford, Offaly, and Waterford. There, there is definitely scope for wins there. Um, you've won a tougher in test Water- in Wexford, but uh, looking forward to getting the league going um, in terms of Camogie.
3: Yeah, and of course, in typical Limerick fashion, or typical Limerick look. There are more games away from home than there are at home and including two away games to who, who the, the the counties that would be perceived as the strongest in the in the in the group namely Wexford and 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 Waterford um, because, um
0: I've lost you there for a
3: minute John, um Michelle Curtin is one of those that's not available. Lincoln and. and uh, um, girl, uh, that, that's that's not available. But other than that, it's the squad of last year intact. And you must see that their last, last game last year was an All Ireland semi final against Waterford. Uh, sorry, an All Ireland quarterfinal against Waterford. Quarterfinal. And despite being down to 14 players, we put up a very, very good performance. It was quarterfinal, yeah and um yep. yeah we, we 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 put up a very very good performance now for the trip to wexford i understand that um rebecca de lee is going to be out and will miss the league campaign unfortunately um uh, she picked up a, a, an injury in the in the county championship as we all know and we wish rebecca the very very best to look and that th- there are doubts surrounding um cuiva costello who has also picked up a knock so there would be two two big names you know, that we could certainly do with in and with their level of experience as well go, going to well No, uh, there, there are two players, and we'll be talking about the Ashburn Cup in a minute, but we um two two players on the squad Ashburn Coin last weekend when UCC lost after extra time to TCU, um um Sarah O'Brien of Temple Danton and and um and Orlett Kelleher of Croke can finished the Limerick vice. They, they, they featured in the final, and Sarah O'Brien was among the scorers. So, look, it it, it, it it I think it's about thirteen newcomers, Jack, that are to the squad. It's 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 a youthful squad, and um, ov- obviously, um, you know. John Lillis will be trying to embed him into this, first of all, and I suppose embed into the team. So we're likely, when the team is announced um, later in the week, that we will. I understand it's probably Friday that it will be announced, um, that, that we're likely to see some newcomers.
0: Yeah. And as I said at the start, we, we have seen newcomers that have hit the ground running, but unfortunately, there does seem to be just a turnover every year. And you mentioned them at the start. So, um, Look, the best of luck to, to John Lillis and his side this weekend. It's hard to, to preview a game, the first game of the year, when, when you haven't seen Limerick and, and you haven't seen Wexford. So hopefully they can they can get off the mark because they do have Antrim at home the following weekend, um, beat Antrim last year in the championship. So, you know, they, they know they have the capabilities of of definitely getting a win, but having back-to-back wins going into the third round uh, against Waterford would be Fairly ideal for Limerick, but the best look this weekend at two o'clock in Chadwick's on or Chadwick's Wexford Park um, this Sunday. To the Limerick Comogie team will stay with Comogie, Matt, and unfortunately, it just does seem to be the way that controversy follows the Comogie Association. Um, unfortunately for UL, it was um, it was they were in the firing line last weekend. the The sequence of events are, are a bit muddy. With all that has come out, but the way I followed it is, um, UL obviously operating in the Ashburn Cup, the top tier Camogie in the colleges, um, needed a 33 point win last week to to get through to the semi-finals and the semi-final weekend that they have in the Ashburn Cup. Not only did they win by 33, but they won by 34 with, with a point to spare. All gearing up for the Ashburn Cup final weekend, they were printed in the in the program and everything, the the teams and the squad list and all that. I think around thursday or friday it came out that they wouldn't be competing as there was a retrospective scoreline but they from, were
3: congratulated
0: yeah they were on twitter for winning for 24 34 points and there was found out then there was a retrospective score line from november i think it was that meant they were eliminated from the competition and as bad and all as that is i think what happened in in the in the meantime then there was no seemingly there was no real major communication with, you know, whoever was running the competition, the, the third-level Camogie uh, Association, Camogie Association itse- itself. It just seemed to get messy. And UL, to their credit, went up and watched the finals together as a team. They sat there with their jerseys because they should have been out there. There should have been clarity around it or it should have been postponed until there was clarity. But it just seemed to be Wednesday even the decision made to go back on a scoreline from three months ago. And at the end of the day, it's the players that lose out. The UL players, TUD won the final, but there's been hardly a word about that. I think it might have been their first win ever. You know, you see last second, as the final. But all the talk coming out of it is the drama with UL, the controversy through no fault of their own, it must be said. Um, and just an- another bad look for the Camogie.
3: Yeah, look, it, it, it a very, very sad saga for the Komogi Jack. But, but, but before we, you know, try and delve into the nuts and bolts of exactly what happened, how do you have a situation? What kind of a competition do you have whereby um, a, a, a team going into a game, what kind of rating have you um, that, have the, that have to win by three points and win by four? What what kind of a competition is that? That's the that's the first thing I the first point I would make about it. Um, you, you, it's a lopsided competition if, if 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 teams are being beaten by eleven and twelve goals. You know, I ask myself what kind of a competition is it? But Jackie, this this is an administration administrative failure. Now I, I I don't know what arm of the Camogie Association I under probably understand that. That the that the third level colleges have their have their own um administrative setup um probably separate from croke park but answerable to croke park but like you know the, the, the whole thing is a sad sad sorry mess jack it's a sad sorry mess and and um, uh, you know um UL went out in good faith to win the game by 33 points won by 34 and you we know, quite entitled to believe that they were through to the semi-finals, and um, like I, I understand that there was some, they they appeal the situation or object. I don't know what the mechanisms or, uh the terminology for it is, but it 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 got nowhere. Like and and um, clearly, clearly that you know I believe that there was a certain level of a miscarriage of justice in it. So I, I I I think it's an unfortunate, a sad, sad and unfortunate saga, Jack. And oh, you yeah, know uh, you know sometimes I wonder, you know, and I ask myself the question about the, the standard of administration of sport. And sport has gone so big now, Jack. You know, and we have we have the inordinate growth of women's sport in this country. Like, I remember a time when women's sport, collective women's sport, um field sports anyway, was was restricted to Komogi. Now we have ladies football. Now we have we have the um, ladies rugby. We've ladies soccer, all on a well organized basis. And you know. I, Jack, I don't know how a thing like this can happen, to be quite honest. But one one thing I do know, one thing I do know is it shouldn't happen. And I wonder what lessons are going to be taken from it.
0: It shouldn't happen, but it does happen. And it happens too often. And it happens too often in in Kamogi for whatever reason. I don't know what the answer was when this came to light but it certainly wasn't what happened that you all were just told um that they weren't in the competition anymore and i don't know i don't know what the right thing was to, was to be done or what should have been done but i think it's just it's important to definitely bring it up and to highlight that these things are happening and it, it just happens and there's there's an awful lot of backlash but there is never any you know major consequence that only the fact that ul were gone and that that's they just had to they had to do with it realistically and it's just not fair to the players or the people that, that put their time in it and i don't know i don't know what we can do but only highlight it and and say it just things have to be better you know there has to be more accountability and things like this have to be handled better um and hopefully some justice will will come from this um fair play to UL how how they handled it you know they're they're Wrote a letter, it was very articulate and just didn't seem to get any sort of answer. Not even the answer didn't want, but very little uh, very little um I suppose communication from the other side. But we'll move on from that, Matt, because you just scratch your head at something like that and, and wonder how it happens, why yeah. it happens, and just hopefully it will be there won't be issues like this anymore in the future that we have to to deal with and, and discuss. But um, on some good news at the weekend um, and you were there on Saturday in, in Khalidi um, and you'll have another trip to Khalidi in a, in about 10 days time with Bruff and the Bruff bandwagon rolls on and they're into an all-Ireland final, Roger McQueen uh, and his team and speaking to Roger last week you know there was a quiet confidence about him, they were playing at Kilkenny's side who were always going to be dangerous, but served out a, a cracking game, um, extra time and all and David Brown, you know, nervous of steel in the 80th minute, you know, even to have the, I suppose the the fitness to even stand over a free um, far out that late on, but to, to nail it and send Brough to that Ireland final, you know, stuff of dreams for the South Limerick Club.
3: That is, and we, we got a sense of the level of enthusiasm um, that, that, um the infectious enthusiasm that Roger has um, um, when he was here on the podcast with us last week, um, it, it, it you know, the, the performance of, of, of David Brown was extraordinary in that in so far as that, um, you know, maybe his performance might be defined by the winning point, Jack, and and probably rightly so, but with 60 minutes kind of regulation time. Um, St. Martin's were two points up. Um, and David Brown got two very tricky frees now, there was no gimme in him and he walked up and landed both of them to force the game to extra time so like it was an overall performance, excellent performance by David Brown and of course in extra time there was no doubt Bruff looked to be the better team and it was reflected on the scoreboard um, when they led by three points um, with about a minute to go and a long delivery into the into towards the brough goal seemed to be drifting harmlessly out wide. And um fella called Ronan Shore, who had come on as a sub, somehow got his holly to it and flicked it. And lo and behold, it flicked straight into the in, into the path of Russell Keeley, who was only a couple of yards out from goal, and he batted the net, you know. And yourself at the momentum is um St. Martin's, and they got a free immediately afterwards. Um, not an easy free now um which which um which which went well wide drifted well wide and then we had the drama um david brown got a free similar distance similar angle and he put it over the back spot and that that was the difference and um, it, it was a game which david brown believe it or not had to share the man of the match accolade with a fellow called james dowling from kilkenny now, Dowling was an All-Ireland winning captain, an All Ireland winning under 21 captain with Kilkenny in 2008. But Jack, trust, trust, and now it, it was for Juno B Hurling, it was it was in the great ad for Juno B hurling. It was outstanding. Um good quality hurling, great, great, great excitement. Huge crowd from Bruff, of course, who who reveled in it and 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 rightly so. And at the end of the day, on the balance, Jack, and um um, I'm not donning my South Limerick hat or anything like that, or my Limerick hat or green mist or anything like that. But uh, I honestly think that, that on balance, Ruff um, just about deserve to get through to the final. And like they, they, they've got through, they're in the final now on Saturday week, Jack, and they're, 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 they are the hardware. They had to grind out a result by a point in the Munster final. And now they've had to grind out a point in the All-Ireland semi-final. And... Um, a very very good preparation And uh, we'll be talking about the final next week when, when they will be playing Sarsfields from Galway on Saturday week In, in Rahina at 2 o'clock Again yeah. Jack Full credit To the Khalidi club Pitch was in absolutely Immaculate condition Facilities in a, a, immaculate Hospitality immac, immaculate Everything done to a T. Congratulations Khalidi
0: yeah you know they, they have another day out and thankfully there's, there's going to be a Limerick team in the final and you said it all there we look forward to that for to that game next week but well done to Bruff, and hopefully they they enjoyed their weekend and that I'm sure they'll be training hard now for that final unfortunately in Nakaderi our Limerick junior b football representative Castel Ballygrand were beaten comprehensively by Jeremy Mahuna's 213 to 15 uh, Cork team, you know, dominated from start to finish and the the Cork and Kerry teams do seem to to dominate this competition and, and that was no different um, last Sunday in Nakaderi. but I suppose for Nakaderi the same thing applies to all we're saying to Khalidi, Fair Playton for holding the competition and having, you know, the pitch and the refreshments and all that up to standard it was just unfortunate from a Limerick point of view that the, the Limerick team didn't get the job done but, you know, for Valley Grand they'll have Junior A football Look forward to this year, but you were at the game, I suppose.
3: Um I was Jack, and everything I said about Khalidi equally applies to to, to Nakaderi and um i are just by the way, Jack, the Nakaderi Club are embarking on a huge development plan. Um the 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 the, the start it, it 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 is actually about about to start and probably will 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 gather momentum once this tournament is over and wish we, we wish them the best of luck. It's a very, very ambitious and uh, plan and and um I have no doubt um uh, that they, they, they will have an absolutely simply fantastic facility when when it's all finished. Um as for the game Castle uh, Castletown Bally Grand were probably up against it from the outset and I suppose their problem was compounded Jack when there was a stiff breeze that if you know the Nakaderi ground um, blew up to the clubhouse, and um, unfortunately Dermot Mahon has had it in the first half. And um, at the end of the first half, there were one six to no score up, and you said to yourself, "God, you know, can Ballygrant turn? Castle Town Ballygrant turn over with the breeze and making rods in it." But they suffered a real body blowjack within a minute of the restart when when Dermot Mahon has got a second goal. But, um. Ballybrian had 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 a had a very good patch. They scored one four. They brought it down to six points, having having trailed by twelve points at one stage, or they actually trailed by thirteen points at one stage, and and they they they, they brought it down to six. Um, now the goal which was scored by Michael McGilligan, it was scored from a penalty, but it 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 it, it was um. It was an excellent move, probably the best move that they created in the game. And Danny Shelton was was hauled down in the square, and it it it, 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 it was a pity to, that um you know that he he was set, I thought to score a goal, and it, it's a pity that the goal didn't come from open play. But from the resulting penalty, Michael McGillicutt made made no mistake at all. But um sort of once they got it down to six points, it was like Dermot Mahonus found a second wind. And 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 regrouped, and and they added the last five or six points without reply. Probably distorting this, probably a bit flattering on the scoreline on the final scoreline, with no question about it. Derry Mahoners deserve to move on to the to the, the semi final against the Tipperary champions Kilruan McDonald's. Now the first of the semi finals, Jack, is is on this this Sunday, on the In They are in Nakadari at two o'clock. Quinn Garvin, the Kerry champions, will, will take on Stradbally from Waterford at 2 o'clock. That's the first of the semifinals.
0: Thank you, Garvin. I think we'll have a, a certain Donald Sullivan down in their ranks that's lit up the the National League clash between Donegal and Kerry. So, again, it looks like the Kerry I, side... I, I,
3: I, 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 I think and I suppose all in Stradbally are hoping he'll be heading west with, with Kerry footballers.
0: Yeah, I am sure I'm sure they are hoping it um out in Walford. But look the best look to those sides and again well done to Khalidi and uh, Nakaderi for you know hosting these competitions. Um just a few more things to run through, Matt. And obviously this evening we have the Sigerson Cup final um between UL and UCC. You won't have green mist tonight. Um you'll be you'll be going for the lads in black and red. There's no fear that. Uh, the college, I suppose, against UL, you would say. Um, they met in the first round. Uh, UL won Blonde the 2-7-10. UL, as Pai mentioned earlier, they, they picked up really impressive wins over um, NUIG, who are the reigning champions, and DCU, who are the favourites. Uh, UCC kind of spluttered to the, to the finishing line, but they have some really quality players from a Limerick point of view. Obviously, have Ron McGilligut and John Hayes um, representing... UL, but a lot of Clare lads in UL and you've you now Paul Towie from Leitrim you've these unheralded gems. UCC are more aligned on Kerry and Cork and there's a few from Tipperary, but um, UL to win a first championship is what the bookies are looking at. UCC have far more tradition, but after reaching the final last year, will UL get over the line?
3: I think they will, Jack. And um, uh, as, you, as you know, my life, I, I saw College's last three games Against Queens uh, against um, Saint Mary's and, and um, at the weekend against um, oh the Dublin wasn't it? And um, yeah you know what I couldn't understand is how they found themselves in the situation that they were in in that that, that they had to rely on on extra time and penalties to win games that they should have put to bed. It, it should never, have, never, ever have come down to it. Now, last, last um, uh, in the semi-final last week against TU the, the Dublin, um, uh, they they were um, they, they they established this. They were seven points up, you know, and um they, they 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 charted a different course to victory this time in that they didn't need extra time or penalties, but they were hanging on by their fingertips. At the finish to see out the place in a place in the final. So look, Pa Hen mentioned it there about um the wily Billy Morgan be- behind the, the the ucc team, but um I look I'm a, it's my alma mater, but um I certainly wouldn't begrudge it to you well. No. I wouldn't begrudge I, it to you well, and I, I, I believe they've done the hard work. Like they, they went to Galway in a repeat of last year's final, won the football match after extra time, then beat DCU, who were fancied in many, many, many quarters. So, in terms of pedigree, going into the final, you know, you, you'd say it has to be UL, but beware of tradition, Jack.
0: Yeah, you'd be definitely be wearing a tradition. And um last year obviously with David Clifford in tow, you well didn't get the job done. But please God, uh, tonight will be different and they can win a, a first Sigerson title that they've been they've been knocking at the door for a long time. So yeah. please God, Declan Ruder. Absolutely, in his you know what would be
3: absolutely fantastic for the college, fantastic for Limerick football, especially with the with the um with the two players involved, John Hayes and Ronan McGilligan, but more especially um, with those that are involved from Limerick in the backroom team, Declan, Rudolph, the Lavens, and Gerald O'Connor.
0: Yeah, so the best, the best to look to those, um, that game is live on, I think it's TG Carr, it's definitely on the Higher Education YouTube. I think TG Carr are showing us. Um, and that's that's our Sigerson final. Will we have a repeat of that in the Fitzgibbon Cup final, Matt, which will be this Saturday? We'll obviously have the semi finals to get through on Thursday evening university of galway versus the college and then ul versus SETU waterford um looking at the ul game first of all i don't think there's any any stopping them on thursday evening just with the, the riches they have we saw so many of them in the in the Gaelic crowns adam english was in flying form, you know mark rogers as well equally good we've seen brian amara for tip groda connor as well as one that'll Definitely play championship for Liam Cahill. They've Colin Coughlin. Colin O'Neill is struggling with injury. They have him if they want him as well. Sean Toomey from Cork. They've Derek Corcoran, Dean Mason from All-Ireland Champions, Ballyhale. Brian, Brian, Brian,
3: Brian O'Sullivan from Cork.
0: Yeah, you could go on and on and on about you, Wells Riches. Mm-hmm. For Limerick, you kind of have a, a slighting glean towards SCTU Waterford with a certain Barry Hennessy in goals. and He'll definitely have his work cut out for him on Thursday evening, but... UL to advance the final anyway, I think um, is, is what you'd be going for. And of
3: course, um, what of the, what the um, ACTU, what of the managed by Kilmallock manager, Fintan O'Connor. Fintan O'Connor, yeah, I it's think he kind of
0: roped uh, Barry uh, on board, but very hard to see past UL.
3: It's very, very hard to see past UL in it. And you were saying that at the final would, would, would it be a repeat of the Sigerson final? I have grave doubts about it, Jack. I, I saw I saw UCC and and Marduk on Thursday night. I was very very disappointed with what I saw, um, but Dara um, Flynn from from Buddy Giblin, who won an All-Ireland medal with Buddy Giblin, recently, scored 14 of their of their 20 points. He he, he was excellent, and I, I suppose from a college point of view, it was great that they were able to welcome back John Millerick and Paulie Power. Olive Power came on for the second half, added huge energy to what was a very lackluster, overall a very lackluster performance. But it, it was a UCC team, Jack, that was without Rob Downey, without Jack O'Connor, without Eton Toomey, without Dara Connery, all Cox singers and Waterford Zerlett Daly. And um, now, what, what the state of health of the players is for Thursday night, I'm not sure. Um, but you'd imagine were they to get them all on board. Um, that, that, that they would have a decent chance. Um, But that is probably unlikely. That's and, the way I'm um, looking
0: at it. The the firepower that that UCC team have, if they can get them on the field. And obviously, they've Jerome Bylan will start in the corner for him. Dave. Yeah, Jerome, Jerome was rock
3: solid. He was rock solid the other night. And um, <clears> then <throat> Ronan Fox came in for the last five minutes. Ronan, um, Fox, Ronan Fox has, Fox has
0: come on in most games, I think, for UCC. They have Eddie Stokes as well. And Padre Hartnett from. No, Padraic pa, 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 pa,
3: pa, Hartnett missed out because he was injured.
0: Yeah, they've those four Limerick lads to call upon if needed. But I'd, I'd be look, i be thinking it'll be UL UCC final. Um, but I, I, can't see anyone beating UL overall. The final will be over by the time we meet next. Well, so if I, you were to I, I hope us. you're
3: right, Jack. But um, if, 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 if UCC produced the performance or the the type of performance that they produced last Thursday night. I think they'll be saying goodbye to the Fitzgibbon Cup in Tumor.
0: Yeah. It it'll be a repeat of last year's final, if you will, and N U I G um come mm. true, and N U I G you'll be looking to get the better at that. But it'll be interesting unfortunately. I, I, I would
3: be I would be seeing University of Galway um, you know, a, a bit of a step up now from ATU Galway. Yeah, but because I your think, fellas your UCC fellas like you have... Nyland and Brian Concannon and all these guys, they, these are going to be involved in this with with University of Galway, and they're, they're managed by Jeffrey Linsky, uh, who knows a thing about winning big matches.
0: Yeah, no, they, they do have a pedigree at that level. And there's so many Galway players come through to Fitzgibbon, but if I think it'll be UL. I I, I, on Saturday I having afternoon. said
3: that, what like you said, if, if 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 UCC can get everybody on the pitch, get them gelling um they, they 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 will be formidable because I, I i i i think the ucc squad of last year and this year has been as, as as strong as i have seen the squad over the years and they've had strong squads over the years and um and this year you know this year's squad is it's, it's extremely extremely strong jack but they just don't seem to be getting it i don't know
0: no, it's ULs to lose. I think, regardless of. Who I comes. I agree
3: with you. I I I, I, I think we, we we will be here talking next week about a UL double.
0: Yeah, and it'd be great to see with the with the involvement of um of oh, Limerick look, players. But
3: look, um, Jack, as I said, UCC is my alma mater. But I wish UL the very very best of luck because the green mist descends when it comes to that. Provided they don't beat the cross Scotland crossbones in the finals. <laughs>
0: As long as we don't have an NUIG win, there'll be a Limerick player or players celebrating. Obviously, yeah. Barry Blomord for the five in UL and the, the four mm-hmm. in UCC. I don't think there's anyone for NUIG, so we're we'll hoping for one of those. But for me personally, I would I would be hoping um, for a UL win. Um, un- unfortunately, Matt, um, a dead notice over the last last week, Seamus Ryan of, of Kappa Moore um, passed away. Um, Remembered as one of Mackie's greyhounds, and you know, you, you will, I suppose condolences to the family first and foremost. But uh, you, re, you remember the great man?
3: Yeah, okay. he, he was a member of the of, of the nineteen fifty five team, which which shocked them, um, the hurling world, um, because Claire went into the nineteen fifty five uh, monster final as 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 red hot favourites. They'd beaten Cork and Tipperary in the championship and Limerick were basically unheralded, and um, in, on a memorable day, I think, um, the game was played actually in the Gaelic grounds, I think Clare were so confident they didn't mind coming into Limerick's own backyard, but um, it, it transpired to be a very, very one-sided final. Limerick won by two sixteen. I think the 2-5, um, and um, Dermot Kelly, his play with Tahan at the time, scored 14 points for Limerick, and um, he he um but um Seamus Ryan was one of the, the was one of the stars of of that team and was a magnificent toddler. I think he was a student at Minute at the time who later went on to be a priest. but that team was captained by his brother uh, father Liam Ryan, who later went on to be um, professor of sociology in Minute and who I had the privilege of um, in use as student um, Sitting in front of him and listening to him, uh, lecturing, he was absolutely just top, top, top notch. And Father Liam Ryan, the late Father Liam Ryan, Jack, is the youngest man ever, and you this you can check the records on this, to captain a monster Cena hurling championship winning team. It's a record. He, he became the youngest man in 55, and he holds the record to this day. Uh, by, by my recollection. But, you know, it, it's, it's sad to see the passing of, of the former Limerick Great and sincere sympathy to all the members of his family.
1: Yeah,
0: the Condolences there to the family Seamus Ryan, um, on a personal note, Matt in Ballisteen, I'm going to have to plug this or I'll get in trouble. We're running a, a win a lawnmower competition. If anyone is, is in the business for, uh, and Automate more. I'll throw the poster up there for you, there's all you want even if you want to screenshot this and use one of the, the stripe codes there you can scan the voucher, we're raffling off um, this lovely machine here the 415X Farna Automore, with installation all included in the prize um, you may not want the lawnmower yourself, but if you do you'll never have to cut it again, and you can always give it off as a prize, so mm-hmm. anyone look, we're only a small club out in right. West Limerick, a rural club, right. so anyone
3: when you drew up lawnmowers, I didn't associate you certainly with pushing lawnmowers. No, we have
0: two of them at home, two automated mowers from Husqvarna. Um, they're one of the best things you could ever get. I personally enjoy using the right on when we had it, but I know they're out there cutting the lawn. Anyone that's been to Palestine over the last year, we have three of them all lot the field. And I mean, pitch is always immaculately cut. Um, so it's a great prize for anyone to get involved and look. Absolutely.
3: And uh, I'll tell you, um, you know, it, and, and uh, the tickets are very, very reasonable. Um, can you put it up again, Jack?
0: I'll put it up there for you. Know, I'll leave it up there for the rest of the show if you want.
3: Yeah, look, it's, you know, six six for 20 quid, you know, six chances for 20 quid. And, yeah. a, a, and there's a, there's a, more prices as well.
0: Obviously, you have that night carry just Absolutely
3: fantastic. And if you're if you're presently with a, a backbreaker of a lawnmower, um, you can dispense with it if you get this. These are an ex, absolutely excellent jo- job, Jack. I don't have them here because I oh, I, I have ther- the lawn putting on contract, but um, actually they're they're they they're, they're an absolutely fantastic job. I have seen them walking and and um, the
0: the way of the future so
3: certainly, um, certainly, certainly the way forward
0: if anyone wants to to get onto me to get tickets you're more than welcome but i said i'd have to plug it um i'll plug it this week and maybe close to time the draws in april but as you said you can get one for a five or three for ten or six for twenty you can get them online as at ga or you can use the the codes there you can see balistine on twitter facebook and instagram but before we finish matt um News last night from Limerick GA that a certain JP McManus is to be put forward as an honorary life president of Limerick A. And if anyone deserves recognition like that, it is JP McManus.
3: Absolutely agree totally, Jack. And um it's it, it it's not a day too soon, and uh, it it is it is it is long long overdue. Any 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 recognition he gets is, is it's just a drop in the ocean as to what he deserves for what he has done. And you, you must remember about JP McManus, and I'm saying this all the time, about JP McManus and his association and his support and sponsorship of the Limerick teams. JP McManus supported and sponsored the Limerick teams when it was unfashionable to do so.
0: Yeah, very important. When, that.
3: When, when they were scarcely winning a game. And now, if anybody deserves his moment in the sun, he certainly deserves it. No yeah, doubt at all good. about it. Fantastic idea. Congratulations. I think it was Seamus McNamara came up with the idea. I think so, yeah. And congratulations to Seamus and everybody involved with it. Um, long overdue and very, very fitting and appropriate.
0: Yeah, I think when all all is said and done, uh, I think J.P. McManus' name will be synonymous with Limerick Chase so an honorary life president will go a long way in doing that mm-hmm. Um an hour and 21 on the clock mat ran a bit longer with a load to get through with the start of the camogie with the Limerick footballers ladies footballers in full flight we have the Sigerson if it's cup finals Um we have Limerick footballers are playing loud we obviously had pa, and a huge thank you to Pa for his in-depth contribution and you know from having him in the club he's so intelligent knows everything about football so it's brilliant to have that insight and he played at the highest level. So thank you to Pa. and um, we had bruff winning as well and we as always your contribution. So we'll we'll call it we'll call it a wrap there, episode two hundred and twenty of the pod. A huge thank you to everyone that listened. Make sure to like and subscribe, follow, share, all that good stuff. So we can continue to grow our community. And as always, a huge thank you to you, Matt. We'll be in touch next week.
3: Thanks, Shaq. Goodbye.
1: Impression again we get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life if you are good enough, go and get it, no more about it.
2: But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it. High and over
1: the bar! Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods. I should give you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods. Can you? He just about kept in. Oh, well, uh, Charlie Buckley. To do that to the boss He deserves to score from here. One and a half. We've been out there from the war go today. No more about in the middle of the run. That was it. Put the ball over the bar the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Kevin Carrick. Carrick leading the charge to the left right today. 45 minutes left. He's a chance to score. It's too hard. There's no sympathy in this game, but.